Chapter 26 Yeah, yeah, go, boy! Homer ran flat out, kicking up divots of sand as the frisbee soared over his head. With a burst of speed, Homer got out in front of the frisbee, jumped, pivoted in midair, and snatched the disc out of the air. His jump carried him to the water's edge, and he landed in the surf. Yeah, good boy, Jake said. Not bad, I said. He's not quite that frisbee dog we saw on TV, but he's not bad. Hey, that was a professional frisbee dog. Homer's just in it for the sport. Homer doesn't even have any endorsements. Homer came trotting back across the sand with the frisbee in his mouth. It was a week after our battle for the Pimolite crystal. Jake and I were at the beach. Tobias was high overhead, riding the thermals. I didn't know where the others were. And my hair had finally grown out a little. But I'd gotten used to having it shorter. I decided to keep it that way, just to spite everyone. There weren't that many people on the beach because it was a little too chilly for lying out. Instead, people came down and flew kites or walked along looking for sand dollars and shells, and they played with their dogs. Jake knelt down and tried to take the frisbee from Homer. But Homer, just like about every dog in all of history, refused to give it up. They just don't get the point of this whole game, I said. You throw, they catch, they bring it back for you to throw again. Why is that so hard to figure out? Jake scratched right behind Homer's ear, and Homer dropped the frisbee. Oh, they know how to play the game, all right, Jake said with a laugh. For them, the game is, I throw, they catch, they bring it back, they get a good head scratch, then they give up the frisbee. But just then, Homer lost all interest in the frisbee. Two dogs were trotting by, tails in the air. Homer jogged over to greet them. They sniffed each other by way of introduction, then took off running like the giddy, happy, always excited dog goofs they were. It made me smile to watch them. It must have been a nice place, I said. Jake knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, a planet where the people were as sweet and decent as dogs. Yeah, that would have been okay. I ran into Eric at the Seven Eleven yesterday, I said. I think he was looking for a place to accidentally run into me. Anyway, he gave me a phone number. He says it's an absolutely safe phone. He says the Yerks couldn't tap it or trace it if they tried. Yeah? So? Jake asked. I shrugged. So, he says if we ever need him, we could leave a message at that number. And if he has something to tell us, he'll record a message for us. Huh, Jake grunted. Think anything will ever come of it? I don't know, I said honestly. But I think the Chi are going to go on fighting the Yerks. They'll just be doing it in their own way. I reached into my pocket and drew out the small diamond-like crystal. I still have this, by the way. I don't know what to do about it. Eric didn't even want to talk about it. But this is the most powerful computer ever created. It could rewrite the cheese programming. It could take over every computer on Earth. The Pimolite crystal. We almost died getting it. What am I supposed to do with it? Jake and I stood there, looking down at more power than any human had ever held in his hand. Suddenly, I realized we weren't alone. Homer and the other two dogs were standing right in front of us, watching us. I know this sounds crazy, but I swear some flicker of intelligence appeared in those laughing dog eyes. The three of them looked at us, and we looked back. I held up my hand, palm up, to show the dogs the crystal. Homer scarfed the crystal out of my hand as if it were a dog biscuit but he didn't swallow it, just held it in his teeth 
where it glittered like a diamond. The three dogs turned and ran down the beach. They ran into the surf and splashed out into the water, paddling for a dozen feet or so. Then they came back to shore and had a glorious time shaking themselves violently and spraying water all over two old ladies who were hunting shells. Maybe someday the Pimelite crystal will wash back up on some beach somewhere. Maybe by the time it does, we'll be as wise as the race that created it. Homer! Jake yelled. He threw the frisbee. And all three of the dogs, happy, silly, loving fools that they were, went racing after it. End of Book 10 This has been The Android, Part 10 of Animorphs Aloud. Read aloud by Rena Gale. For more audiobooks by Rena, look her up wherever audiobooks are sold or on her website at renagale.com. Thanks for listening.